Hello and welcome to the Work Less Live More podcast with me, Tammy Thomas, founder of the Live 360 brand. This is a podcast exploring how we can ditch toxic productivity, work less and live more whilst creating the work and holistic wealth we desire. It's high time that we remember we work to live. Hello, lovely people. I hope you're wonderfully well. It's me, Tamu Thomas, founder of the Live360 brand, all up in your airwaves with a podcast episode where I'm sharing why I had to change my business model. The way I was working wasn't working for me and I'm so used to working outside my capacity, it took me quite a while to realise. So I've recently come to accept that I am far more sensitive than I realised. Well, to be honest with you, that I'm far more sensitive than I wanted to realise. I've always known that I'm very sensitive and for various reasons, um, it's something I didn't pay much attention to because I was always able to override my sensitivity with my um, capacity. And what I realised is that my coaching model, my business model, wasn't sustainable for my nervous system in the long term. There is a famous quote I like by the top Don author of her time. Well, she wasn't recognised during her time. She was recognised after she passed, Zora Neale Hurston, from her eyes, their, from her book, sorry, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Very beautiful book. I highly recommend reading it. And in that book, she has a quote that says, there are years that ask questions and years that answer So for me, 2021 was a year that was asking the question over and over again, Tamu, when will you take care of yourself according to what you need rather than what you can get away with? But I ignored it. Um, My business had turned a corner. I started to make like what for me was life changing money. And um, I just thought, push through, stop being lazy, all the tropes that I got during school. Then 2022 comes along. I started or I ended 2021 with COVID, started 2022 recovering from COVID. And um, I just felt like 2022 put its hand on my heart and said, Tamu, here is your answer. So I had to really listen to my heart and connect with myself so deeply, so deeply, it was harrowing at times, going to depths with yourself, not from a place of um, shadow work, how we kind of expect it, if you're familiar with shadow work, if you're not, let me know, and I will do a podcast episode about that at another point in time, but I went to a depth with myself from such care and compassion, I started to really learn what it is to feel my love in a way that I haven't done previously. And literally, 2022 connected with connected me with my heart and said, all the answers you need are here. This logic I like to play around with and pushing and pulling myself and all of that, 2022 was like, nah, nope, not that one. You might have got here with that, but what got you here is not going to get you there. So meeting myself with a next level of tenderness and romance unlocked so much for me and helped me embrace me as I am, as opposed to me as I think I should be. 
And shortly after this realisation, I came across a quote on Facebook that said something along the lines of, your capability is not the same as your capacity. And in terms of my work, even though I may be capable of launching coaching programmes and all the stuff that goes along with it, my capacity to do so without compromising my well-being is very, very limited. Now, a lot of us have been, or most of us, have been brought up to override our capacity and focus on our capability. We're always having conversations about potential. And I love the conversation about potential, meeting your true potential, but that is heralded as the be-all and end-all and that our potential should be realised or that it's okay to realise our potential at the expense of what we need and who we are. And I call time on that. I am no longer willing to exhaust myself and deplete myself and frankly rinse myself out in the pursuit of success the price is too high. It's not worth it. I want to feel satisfied and I cannot feel satisfied when I'm rinsing myself out at the very top of my sympathetic nervous system in fight or flight or crashing down to the uh, dorsal shutdown part of my nervous system because I can't sustain a constant state of fight or flight. We're not supposed to live in fight or flight. That is supposed to be a short-term measure to get us out of a threat. But the way we work, the conditions in which we live will uh, Uh, condition us or program us to function like we're constantly in a high state of threat. That is not normal. That is not okay. That is a product of toxic capitalism that makes us believe that we always need to be striving, never being satisfied. So I want to be able to continue to provide transformative coaching to the wonderful humans I get to work with. And I also want to do it in a way that supports my own health, in a way that supports my joy and my mission to be a well-rested woman. So to that end, I've decided to switch to an evergreen coaching model. Now, if you don't work in the wonderful world of coaching, you might be asking, Matamu, what on earth is an evergreen coaching model? Um, And it's a program, it's a way of working. Um, So rather than launching periodically and enrolling a cohort of a large number of, well, what for me feels like a large number of people, instead of that, I will be enrolling people to join my coaching program whenever. So it's going to be constantly open for for enrollment, which means you can join whenever you're ready. When you're ready, it's ready. Um, I don't mean take your time and dilly-dally and delay, because if not now, when? But um, I've created a model that is open for people when they're ready, when they come, when they think it's their time, rather than having people on a waiting list waiting or um, enrolling numbers of people at one time. So when working in this way, is structured to support individual growth and development over a period of time within a group, within an ecosystem. And research suggests that group coaching can be a really effective way to support professional and personal growth and development. And studies have shown that group coaching can increase emotional intelligence and well-being, as well as reduce stress and anxiety. 
It can also improve work satisfaction and engagement. It can improve life satisfaction and engagement. And I would also say that group coaching is a really wonderful forum when um, it's a group held by a highly skilled practitioner because we are the most pro-social creatures on this planet. We thrive in community with other human beings and it normalizes the human experience. There are so many things we blame and shame ourselves for like it's not normal and when we're in a group environment of people who have similar aims for themselves we start to see how wide the spectrum of normal is and stop shaming ourselves. We also get encouraged by seeing other people um breaking out of the habit of being themselves and trying something new and growing into who they're becoming. That's hugely inspirational. Just watching that role modelling is very good for us. It's like, you know, um, children learn far more from what their parents role model than what their parents say. So being in an environment of people who are actively choosing to invest their time, their energy, their money in service of their growth has a really massive impact on other people. And it also shows that challenges are normal. Feeling shit about things sometimes is normal. Experiencing fails, losses, wins, joy, bliss, grief, all of it is a normal part of the human experience. So that's a, one of the reasons that I really love doing group work, because also you can borrow energy from other people. I'm not talking about codependence, but you can see something in somebody and you can literally like channel into their energy until you have enough for it to be your own energy. Um, it's like a candle lighting the flame of another candle. When group coaching works, it's really beautiful and it works really well. One of the other reasons why I'm moving over to this model that's going to support me as well, or is already supporting me as well, is that an evergreen coaching model supports emotional maturity and personal responsibility. Yep, I said that. It supports emotional maturity and personal responsibility. So when people join as individuals, they're encouraged to focus on their growth and progress rather than feeling like they need to keep up with others. And this reduces unconscious comparison and codependence, which can create barriers to growth. The need for people to be the same and show up in the same way is greatly reduced. Listen... Running groups is complex. Running groups of women seems to call forward inner children and behaviour patterns from school. And when people join as a cohort, some people have expectations, very unconscious. It's, I, I don't think it's a conscious thing, but they have um, expectations about how much other people should um, show up. And it can create an unconscious need for the group to be active all the time, even though the person who wants people to be active all the time isn't active all the time themselves. Cohorts that come in together, it creates like a kind of hegemony where people feel like everybody needs to be the same. And I have seen the way cohorts can lose sight of boundaries and take on the heaviness of other people's challenges as if they're as if they are their own. Um, and this is usually because we're conditioned for codependence and we think that's how you show empathy. It's it it will never cease to amaze me 
at how people can come onto a Zoom call and they're sharing their joys, their victories and things that have happened and being proud of themselves. And then somebody who's having a really hard time, people can just absorb that energy like passive um not empathy, being empathic in a really passive way. And they lose sight of all of the wonderful things they were just sharing and the ways they were proud of themselves. Because it's like we think empathy is um, being the same as somebody else. It's not. Empathy is holding empathetic space for somebody and walking alongside them rather than trying to jump inside that person's shoes. And as the person who's holding the space, it means then I have to work really hard to try and pull back people back pull people back into themselves back into their boundaries so that they can remember they are individuals instead of merging their experience with that person and um when uh, and and again I just want to emphasize I am not saying this in a way where I am holding people responsible for that behavior I know that this is part of our conditioning. We have been conditioned for codependence and in an unhealthy way. You know, we need to um, be socialised. We need to have a skill of empathy and compassion and all of that. I am not talking about empathy and compassion and kindness. I am talking about the ways in which we lose sight of our boundaries and merge our experience with the experience of somebody else so that we're no longer standing in our power and being able to offer empathy to that person Um, We're actually taking on that person's um, experience as if it's our own. And I've also witnessed the way that this pattern of codependency can make people shy away from sharing their success, their joys and positive experiences when other people are struggling, even though they have the right to celebrate their success and to um, bask in their glory. And it doesn't take away from anybody else somebody seeing that somebody in the group is having a hard time and still sensitively sharing their own personal experience that happens to be joyful etc it doesn't take away anything from the person who's having a challenge it's not showing off it's not being insensitive and in fact that can be very inspirational for um, people and furthermore if it's not inspirational for other people we cannot keep making ourselves small for other people life doesn't work like that that's not really realistic and it's not kind it's nice it's being a good girl but it's not actually being um, kind and emotionally mature how people respond to your experience whether it's positive or negative as long and I'm using positive or negative because we know what that means um, but as long as you're not sharing your experience in a way to cause harm to somebody else we cannot be responsible for the other the way other people react to our experience that's for them to manage we cannot caretake everybody that is you know codependency again so and this also can help hold or help people hold or see that it's possible to hold the human complexity of joy and pain coexisting in the same place and not adding or taking away from either one. So all of these um, nuances and all of these real things that take place within coaching 
spaces, within group spaces, not just coaching spaces. It happens within, you know, groups are organisations. Groups are small to medium businesses. Groups are not just coaching groups of people. So anywhere there's a group of people, this can appear. But for me, for me to show up powerfully, for me to coach people in a way that is transformative and healing for them and me, and it is not depleting me and taking away, for me to step out of that dance of people-pleasing and codependency where I'm sacrificing myself for other people, that is just not that is just not the way I want to roll. That is something I did unconsciously in the past. And I am actively taking care of that and making sure I'm not conducting myself in that way. So an evergreen model where people are joining as and when, and I'll have a cap on the number of people that can join per month, is going to make that so much more manageable for me um, because it is a different kettle of fish altogether when you're doing a launch and you're welcoming a cohort of like 15, 16, however many people um, at one go. Um, And also... An evergreen model where people are coming in at small groups, like individuals or small groups at a time, can be particularly effective in supporting growth because it allows individuals to work at their own pace and focus on their own goals, on their own goals, on their own goals. And this reduces the pressure to keep up with others and allows people to take responsibility for their own growth and development rather than becoming enmeshed in the experience of others, like I talked about earlier on. A skilled group work practitioner is able to hold all of that and put things in place to support the group and people within the group, like individual people within the group. However, It is extremely taxing and requires a lot of energy and grit. Lots of people are selling programs about how to go from one to one to one to many. Lots of people are selling programs about how to sell and market group programs. But actually running the group program is a really unique challenge that requires skilled support. Um, And the idea of running a group sounds really great because you're able to uh, instead of um, working like time for money in you um, get paid for working with one individual at one time, you're able to um, generate a more substantial income because you're working with a group of people. And I say, rather than taking on all of that energy, it's much more harmonious and caring for me to change the structure so that it's more supportive for everyone involved, including me, you know, me, the service provider. I don't have to provide a service at the expense of myself. If you are somebody that does group work, listen, you don't have to provide service at the expense of yourself. That is giving martyrdom and codependency and it's not cute. By providing a supportive environment for individual growth as well as growth as as a group, the evergreen coaching model can help people develop skills and resilience they need to thrive in all areas of their lives without you having to overwork and over-deliver and be on the fanning the embers of burnout constantly. An evergreen model can also 
be a supportive environment for individual growth alongside other people because it helps you develop resilience. It helps you uh, learn how to thrive in all areas of your life alongside other people. And I know I've said that twice in quick succession, because our work, when we're hashtag doing the work, we can really measure the work when we're doing it in the commu- in the presence of other people. When we're doing it alone in silos, that's like 50% of the work, not even, because we are really um, tested. The work we're doing and the skills we're developing are really tested when we're with other people because other people trigger us, they activate us, and that's when we can really see if the things we put in place, we've actually fully integrated and embodied them. And so that has an impact on your personal relationships, on your business development, on your overall well-being, because it helps to create healthy boundaries and personal responsibility or accountability for all the people involved. Business. So this is for people who work for themselves. Business is one of the biggest personal growth and development journeys. It is right up there with relationships and parenting. It can really bring out the shadows and the maladaptive behaviours that we've had for a long time and may not have been aware of. So it's, it's really, really helpful. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. Once you're doing a coaching programme, whether it's for business or personal development, once you've had about three sessions, it always becomes personal because whatever you're doing, whether you're trying to work on your relationships, your business, your parenting, it always starts with you. You are you everywhere you go, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's as a parent, whether it's a a friend, it always starts with you. So doing that in community is a really great way to do it. And for me as the practitioner, doing it when I'm enrolling a lower number of people at a time and I am constantly welcoming people in and creating systems to support that in a manner that doesn't require me in the height of a launch all the time, I think that's going to be really soothing and calming for my nervous system. I started the process already and I think it is having a positive impact on me. So, you know, it's not necessary for everyone to have a coach, but studies have demonstrated that having a coach can improve your ability to reach your objectives more quickly and efficiently by approximately 70%. That's huge. And research by UCL Berkeley found that positive relationships can help us succeed, grow and become better people. And a report by Better Health, which is a therapy platform, found that the people in your life affect how you think and feel about yourself. Positive relationships reinforce your strength and help you to have the courage to be your best self. And this is much more likely when you are in a group focused on yourself as an individual rather than becoming enmeshed with others. And although that might on the surface of things sound uh, selfish, when you're focused on yourself as an individual, you have more capacity to support people as they are rather than as you want them to be. Yep. When you are able to be clear about yourself and your why and your goals and your objectives, you have more capacity to be focused on your goals and to accept people as they are rather than as you wish them to be, because you're not unconsciously going to be wanting other people in the group to meet your needs and give you a sense of validation you can only get from yourself. Okay, so 
That's how I'm looking after myself. And before I wrap up, I want to tell you about the my only program at the moment, my only group program at the moment, which is my Thrive, Flourish and Prosper Mastermind. It's for values-driven, socially conscious women in business who are ready for more peace, pleasure and profit in their values-driven businesses so they can live the lives they want to live. Too many socially conscious, values-driven businesses are operating like poorly funded charities, even though their work literally changes the world. I was really saddened to hear about the closure of the media platform Galdem. And one of the reasons they cited on the post they shared about their closure is because of a lack of financial support. Now, I'm not saying money is a panacea, but creating a sustainable income is the bare minimum. Financial issues cause all sorts of difficulties, especially because we have so many of our emotions wrapped up in money. You need to create an income that isn't just sustainable. It's about creating an income that is regenerative and profitable. If you are not creating a regenerative, profitable business, it just will not last. You will be teetering on the brink of burnout all the time and be treading water trying to break even. The work that socially conscious, values-driven businesses do is so transformative, is so necessary for the world. You need to be setting up systems and strategies that will make it much easier for you to generate a profit. When you get to understand what you need personally to have the self-worth, the self-belief, the self-trust to be able to do what is necessary to create the strategy that supports a profitable business, your ability to conduct your business in a manner that is regenerative becomes inevitable. It really does. When you're actually setting yourself up to be profitable and successful, rather than thinking about your um, social values above the profit, you will be much more likely to put systems and practices in place that enable you to be profitable. Your socially conscious values driven mission is as important as the profit. Or maybe I should say it the other way around. Your profit is as important as your socially conscious values. Without the profit, you're not going to have a business. It really is as simple as that. It's a bespoke program, which means the framework and systems I teach are fundamental foundations that you can adapt and apply in a way that brings out the best in you and your business. One size does not fit all. And I don't believe in that. I did that so you can do it too. We are equal, but we're not the same. I'm quite a bit of a risk taker. Lots of people are not risk takers. So it's not like I'm saying, well, I've just done this on myself, so it works. They are proven methods that I have worked with other human beings from all walks of life. Some of them are psychologists, coaches, manufacturers, product-based businesses, influencers, I'm trying to think who else, artists, singer, songwriters, people from different walks of life have been able to benefit from the systems and strategies, frameworks and all of that good stuff I have created. When you join, we'll start by focusing on creating a business model that supports you to thrive. 
The aim is for you to make your investment back in the first 60 days. I can't guarantee that, but if you follow the process and adapt it to you, you will be able to make your um, investment back in the first 60 days as long as you have got a compelling offer and you're marketing it, following the steps in a manner that connects with your audience. From there, we will focus on what you need to flourish. So we will look at developing your business ecosystem alongside creative and fun revenue streams. Because listen, you work for yourself as a business owner. I think you have a duty to try and make your work creative and fun. And then finally, we will focus on how you prosper by focusing on your zone of genius, developing your authority and owning the shit out of your desires and developing the competence necessary to be all that you are. We're talking conscious leadership, babes. We're talking about thought leaders taking up space and creating a diverse portfolio that creates a beautiful blossoming business ecosystem. It's systems and strategy along with mindset and embodiment work as the beliefs you embody will shape your ability to implement the strategy and the systems. The details are in the show notes. It would be a joy to help you create more peace, more pleasure and more profit in your business, along with strategies for you to live well. So I hope I see you on a Zoom call to talk about my program real soon. And that's that. Uh, that, That's why uh, I'm going over to uh, Evergreen And uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, any comments, please do share them. You can tag me on Instagram at Live360 or pop it wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you are thinking about the way you work and changing your business model to suit who you are and so that it is supportive and regenerative for you too, take this as your permission slip. Okay, bye for now.